Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy and Lisa. You know, the crazy mother-daughter travel team on the Love Your Parks tour and publishers of Big Blend Magazines, which is all kinds of digital publications on all kinds of things. So check it out at bigblendmagazines.com. So today we're very excited. We're going to chat with award-winning author Ryan Jacobson. And dude, he's written over 60 books. Like That's amazing. How? I don't know how, but he has. And um, very excited, along with Deb Mercier, Mercier, excuse me, his partner in Lake 7 Creative, uh, they are flipping the choose your path concept on its head when it comes to books. So uh, it is really cool. They've got this whole new series coming out, and uh, it is the Detective You series. So it's for middle grade uh, kids where, you know, you're reading about the Wizard of Oz, but you can choose what happened. Do you save Toto or not? I chose to save Toto. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this new series comes out in uh, October 11th. So that's a good date. So stay tuned for that. And you can go to Lake and the number seven creative.com. So Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. I'm doing wonderfully today. How about you? Oh, we're, we're doing good. good. And I did. I had to save Toto. You know, Toto. I say Toto. But, you know. Well, yeah. The, the, How can you books, not? Okay. So this is exciting what you're doing because we're having mm-hmm. fun and I'm not middle grade, neither is Nancy, but uh, we got into, can you survive the wonderful wizard of Oz? And it is different. And at the same time, interactive. Like and I think in this day and age, you know, we're watching how books, I mean, we're digital magazines, but we still prefer the print, you know, it's like a print book, but it's, I think it's interactive for kids where they're getting to create you know, and it's kind of stimulating different functions in their brain. Uh, Tell us what led you to do the books this way. Well, um, I started doing Choose Your Path books um, almost by accident. Uh, I I was very Mm -hmm. familiar with the format as a child because um, I I was not a reader as a child. Um, I only Mm -hmm. read comic books and uh, I Mm -hmm. read Sports Illustrated. And that, um, back when I was younger, did not count as reading. So I was in the reluctant reader category. Uh, my mom brought home some Choose Your Path books. Uh, I think I was probably in fifth grade, and uh, I I just loved it. It was just such an amazing experience. It was like um, playing a game while you're reading mm. a book, and I just loved the challenge of trying to survive the story. Um, so so that's where it all came from. And as an adult, I I had been having conversations with other authors about how much I loved these books, and um, I wrote a manuscript called Lost in the Wild. And I thought it was fine. It was about a brother and a sister who got lost um, up in the Boundary Waters in northern Minnesota. Uh, seemed like it was missing something, though, like it wasn't quite there yet. And a friend of mine, um, an author friend, he dared me to turn it into a Choose Your Path book. And so I thought, mm, well, well, you know, sure. if you've uh, been dared, yeah, you've got to do mean, it. Yeah, <laughs> you, have to. you have to, right? So <laughs> yeah. uh, I gave it a try. And um I loved it. I, I, I didn't. I didn't love writing all those death scenes that you have to write in a choose your path book. But um, I loved how it turned out, and I thought this is just right. And so I was able to get it published, and uh, I've been focusing mainly on those ever since. This is cool because it is like this creative. You know, back in back in our print days of the magazine, we used to create our own um, crossword puzzles, 
and we would use words that are part of what was the stories in the magazine. It was just this whole complex, crazy thing. And it was, you know, not that cool. easy to actually sit and put your own crossword puzzle together. You know, it really wasn't. Now we have software that just does it. And it's like, oh, well, that's boring now. Because I had a, I <laughs> like enjoyed this. It was like a love hate thing. Right. But it's you have to flip your brain to mm -hmm. to do it. I know it's like choose your path, but it this is more like flip your brain and kind of think your way through it. And I think kids enjoy a puzzle and there's a responsibility that comes with it. So they feel like they're accomplishing something when they're reading. Absolutely. Uh, making it, I, I, I know speaking for myself as a child, I was always so mad the first time I died because I always wanted to make through <laughs> the story alive. I, I, wanted to, I wanted a flawless reading experience and I never achieved it. So um, it's fun to bring that to, to children nowadays where they can like challenge themselves and, and try to get through the story uh, uh, without dying or dying a few, in as few uh, chances as possible. Yeah, because you have to start again, right? If you well, die, you have to go back. You have to... Yes. See, this That's is like a cool board game, you, but in a you book. Actually, yeah. You actually have to think, you know, instead of just mindlessly reading a book, you have to stop and think. You have to make choices. You have to live with your choices. So it's a really good thing to prepare kids for when they get older. It's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like, you know, reading, of course, uh, creates empathy um, in the mm -hmm. reader. And this is like creating empathy on another level where, mm -hmm. uh, and, and like you said, it's also an introduction to choices and consequences. Granted, mm -hmm. they're a little more severe in these books than they, they generally are in real life, but um, it, th there is a lot of value to this sort of reading experience um, on top mm -hmm. of the fact that it is very appealing to mm -hmm. feel like you're playing a board game um, or a video game. Mm -hmm. But you're reading, see, that's yeah. the key thing. That, that's what they miss in, in that. And I think, well, and it is like a comic book too, because it's creating action Definitely. within the book. You mm -hmm. know, that the comic always has some kind of, I don't know, I'm still stuck on Mad Magazine. That's my comic. <laughs> that's hard to that, you know, I, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. So 60 books, how the heck did you do that? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and it's hard for it's me. It's the winter in Minnesota. That's what it is. Well, I think that, it that's is. part of it. But, um, you know, and I, I do have this problem where I'll start writing a book and then I'll get another idea that will make me want to write the new book instead. Mm -hmm. So um, to be fair, a lot of those books are probably co-authored because um, that used to happen to me more than more often than not, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where I would write, I'd be writing a book, I'd have it outlined, I'd have it half written. And I'd come up with a new idea that I was so excited about, that um, I just hmm. had to quit working on this other one and start working on this new one. And uh, that's, that's how I got to know Deb, Deb Mercier. Uh, she finished uh, more than one book for me that um, I didn't want to do anymore, because I had a, a bigger and better idea to pursue. Yeah, see, see, that's like, painting where well, I know it's a painter I've started painting and then I think it's something else now I need to start the other one because I'll forget it or I think I'll forget it and you want to strike while the iron's hot so you get over there and you end up with three or four paintings all going at the same time do you finish all four rarely exactly yep. yeah because I don't know it's a thing 
teamwork is good team teamwork is good it's in writing i mean even nancy and i do that too we tag each other like i'll just get stuck on something like oh i want this to be so perfect and she'll just come along and say get over it here just do this and it'll be fine and i'm like i'll sweat on it for days you know what i mean it's like no you teamwork opens up other doors you know other possibilities and it's it just because our minds go somewhere else doesn't mean that your partner's minds don't still have good stuff going you know what i mean it's you need the team yeah and deb is so creative Mm. too she is great to work with um i'll give her my outlines um i I like to write it with outlines i think she prefers not to but she humors Mm. me so i'll give her my outlines and it's it's always so fun to see what she does with those and how she makes them differently and there's Mm. a lot of back and forth that naturally occurs well she'll write something one way and then i'll shoot back and well maybe better if we did it if we did this what do you think about this and so we end up um i think we end up coming with a much better um, end product because of that that's cool So the wizard of oz one i think is really perfectly timed to come out because everyone does i mean the wizard of oz comes on tv or it's played on um you know thanksgiving weekend the holidays can you survive Mm -hmm. the wonderful wizard of oz so this it would be really a fun time because people may be watching it for the first time kids may be doing that but you're saying in the book that it's not the same but you should still try and read the book later you know yeah the 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 movie and the book have um, a lot of interesting differences that Mm -hmm. I, I didn't remember until I read the book again as an adult, like the Wicked mm. Witch of the West only has one eye, for example, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, and Glinda is not the good witch of the North, uh, mm-hmm. Glinda is the good witch of the South in the book. See? So and even are... the name sounds right, yeah, Glinda sounds more Southern. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was actually able to use that a couple of times to sort of mislead readers even where, um, you know, they Mm -hmm. might expect one way to be the way it is, but in the book, it's different. So we we stuck with the book. Oh, okay, that's cool. So now Mm -hmm. that's out and then you're, well, it's coming out, well, the day after this airs. Okay, so let's get that part. So you've got the ghost of old central school. So this is okay. Again, it's it's October. This is perfect. Tell us about this one. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, ghosts in schools, you know, they 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 live there. You know, they do. <laughs> Every school's haunted. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, this this was a fun one. I actually started this book uh, more than 10 years ago. And I was probably a third of the way through it. And then uh, this uh, movie came out on Cartoon Network, Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins. And it was eerily similar to the manuscript that I had written, like so similar. And it's just coincidence because, you know, no one had seen this except me. So um, it was just weird how how similar the stories were. So I'm like, all right, I'm not doing this now. So I put it away and uh, left Mm -hmm. it for 10 years. Um, I came back to it when I decided I wanted to do a new um, mystery choose your path series. Um, I, I had I had an idea to make uh, the choose your path format um, even better with mysteries, and we did that with this. So um, I pulled the manuscript back out, um, sort of used my notes and my outline, um, revised it, revamped it, and then uh, pulled Deb on board to help me to help me finish it. And we created this brand new format that I am really excited about where it is like playing a board game or it is like playing a video mm-hmm. game. Um, as the reader, 
you're not really spoon fed anything here. You're the one finding the clues. Um, you're the one identifying the suspects. And then at the end, you're not told who did it. It's not revealed to you. You get all the information in the book and you get to choose from the list which suspect you think did it at the end and then find out cool. if you're right. Oh, that's wow. Cool. Wow. So like that's intense. That. So that's some thinking. So does it work mm. differently if it's digital or whether it's hardcover? Uh, these books, um, well, it'll be the same hardcover and paperback, but uh, okay. digitally, um, I think these books do work very well digitally. Uh, with, mm. with a book in hand, you're jumping to, you know, jump to page 87, uh, now jump mm -hmm. to page 23, and that's how these books are formatted. Digitally, you're just clicking on a link. Yeah. Okay. So it works well. Oh, cool. Nice. So eventually, do you see like characters popping out? And just, you know, I, I just, you know, my brain goes there. Like, I want the comic thing to go alive inside of digital. Mm -hmm. That's Nancy's role. She wants to animate everything. Like, I know. That would be kind of cool. Like a ghost does pop out of a book. Oh, yeah. You know? It'd be awesome. Well, those sorts of experiences are available um, on, vir mm. on VR, virtual reality, like the Oculus, for example. There are comic mm -hmm. books that you can, like, go into. And it is a really unique experience. You're surrounded wow. by the story. I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but that's, I mean, that is, you know, that's like some serious geek out work to, to make those, that's like, but it's, but it's so cool. effective. <laughs> it's cool. It is. It it, is. It's being immersed into another world to me. It's mm -hmm. like, you yeah. know, it, yeah. If I knew how to make one of those, I'd probably give it a try, but I, I can barely get a keyboard to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can, well, I think you, I think you, I got a lot to learn, good. but. I know where I want to go with it. Yeah. And everybody needs to have an accent. That's that's always a thing. So tell us about the empty cabin. That uh, the, just even that title is just like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Easy. empty cabin is is another detective view book where the reader is the main character. And in this story, the reader is working at a summer resort um, owned by his or her parents. And uh, there's a regular guest who comes every year and is sort of like a grandmother figure to the main character. And when she goes missing, no one thinks it's a big deal except the main character because the main character knows her so well. Um, and so the rest of the story is first trying to figure out um, where this guest is and then what happened to her and then uh, figure out which of the resort guests is behind it all. Ooh. Oh, I like mm -hmm. this. This is fun. Now, where do these ideas come from? Who knows? Um, you know, uh, it just shakes his head and an idea pops yes. out his ear. Um, I get a lot of ideas from from reading other books, of course. That's that's mm -hmm. probably the number one way to generate ideas is just read, read, read. And mm. uh, that, that always sparks the imagination. Um, otherwise, a lot of times it's collaboration. Like Deb wrote The Empty Cabin. So uh, basically with that one, I gave her the, the premise, like, okay, so we want this to be a, you know, nature outdoors theme mystery, um, maybe a missing person. Um, and, and she came up with um, most of the rest herself. Mm -hmm. So was she always a writer? And in, in I mean, tell us a little bit about, about both of your backgrounds. I mean, for you, did, were you always thinking that you're going to go into writing? Uh, well, I, I got to college. This was more than a few years ago, I, I got to college and I had no clue what I wanted to do. I, you know, I, <laughs> I was thinking math, I was thinking economics, uh, I was thinking English, I was even, I, I was even thinking music for a time. 
Mm. Um, I ended up choosing an English major because I didn't have to take any tests. It was just essay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was very. This is great. then. <laughs> this is fun. This is this is fun. And so, what about Deb? For her, was she writing? Was that something she aspired to do? Become a writer? Uh, I don't know her background pre-college, but um, or, or even uh, pre-real world. But I know she works. <laughs> she has worked uh, as a writer. Like um, she was a newspaper editor. Um, she's been oh, a technical. Wow. She's been a technical writer. Uh, but uh, I think she and I both agree that we would love to be uh, writing books full time if we could. It, it's just yeah. fun. Yeah, that fun. sounds I mean, way better. The creative, yeah. the creative, <laughs> yeah. And, and being a newspaper editor—that's hardcore. That's hardcore yes. work and fast. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. That turnaround is, that's a hard thing. I mean, with this kind of, you know, slew of books that you've put together, do you have to like really stick on deadline? And is that hard to do if you have to? It, it, it is hard. Uh, that's one of the hardest things about it is, is getting these books done on time. And that whole, that whole time mm -hmm. frame shifted this year, uh, which was new to me. I was thinking um, I had until like June to get these books to print. To get them out on time, I found out in uh, I believe March, maybe yeah. even February, February March that I had to get them to print like right now, and wow. so Deb and I scrambled to get the books done that we could get done. Um, I had to postpone a couple of books that I wanted to do uh, just because there wasn't time to do them and get them mm. done on time. But uh, print printers, um, a lot of printers wouldn't even bid on the books because they're so you know, overloaded with work and, and they're having trouble getting paper. So I was able to find a couple of printers that would bid on it. And the, the one I ultimately awarded it to, it's taken six months to get these books done. Wow. wow. Various, uh, you know, uh, supply chain problems. Wow. wow. That's what people don't see in the book world. And there's mm -hmm. so many industries that we don't think about are being affected, you know, and uh, hopefully it'll shift you know as we as we plow oh, through no. this and get it i mean it's like it's hard to even imagine that we're going i mean we're already in that fall quarter where it's going to be you know new year's mm -hmm. just now how how does that happen how you know it's it's wild how fast yeah. things have you know everything was like at a grind and halt and then all of a sudden let's go let's go but it's not let's go let's it's just weird it's a weird time are you going to mm -hmm. write a pandemic book <laughs> Like pick your virus. Yeah. <laughs> what monkeypox or COVID? To. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't have to, but um, if you write it, uh, send it to me. I would love to read it. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be for kids. I don't want to scare them. Oh, no, it could <laughs> be know? the virus that changed the world. Ooh. Oh, that's it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ghostbusters versus the virus. Like, I like it. Kind of, I like that. Like I don't know. I'm I'm into marshmallows today for some reason, but okay. but I mean. When I know we've got to have a marshmallow man or something in, in a book, you know, he's like maybe for Halloween. And the thing is, you know, if you have too much fire around, then he'll he melt his marshmallow. We don't want that. But That's like cool. when you're writing this to keep it middle age, how do how hard is that to understand that age group? Because just I mean, I think kids are way smarter than when I was a middle age, mm -hmm. middle grade kid. Like, how do you? gauge that well it's actually not that hard to me because that's about what my writing level is <laughs> so, uh, 
Okay. I don't have to do a lot different. You're right, though. Um, mm. A middle grade reader can generally read, um, you know, with some exceptions, can read just about anything um, mm. as long as it's of interest to them. So, um, you know, there are some times when I will uh, maybe choose a different word, rarely. Um, there's some times when I'll shorten a couple of sentences, but for the most part, um, I just, I write it um, and I, I just, I just let it be um, because, mm. you know, they're, they're very capable readers at that age. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're smart. I mean, and they're dealing with, I mean, kids are dealing with things that we didn't have to when we were at school, you know, it's, it's hardcore. And it moves yeah. fast. But I, I think that that's what I like about what you're doing is that they can have ownership of this story. I mean, every time you read, it's your own personal experience, which I think is so important for kids. You know, they have their own little place they can go to feel something the way they want to, you know. But this is like a you're kind of set, setting sail on your own ship with this. And I think it gives them something that they can do or fix or you know what I mean control. I think you know control I, I really I hate using that word control but it's really true because yeah. so much is crazy around right now for mm -hmm. kids I think they're in a really just a tough place to be and if they can get some entertainment some education at the same time but also start making decisions and steering their own course that's going to help them you know to have some confidence you know that mm -hmm. You know, I think it's cool. And besides, the stories are fun. Let's go to the other ones, too, that you guys are re you're relaunching. Um, yep. And Can You Survive the Call of the Wild? So that was that was the first mm -hmm. one, right, that you were talking about. That was the, the first one we ever did back in 2011. Uh, we chose that one pretty strategically because uh, the distributor we had was a nature and outdoors distributor. So okay. we wanted a, a, a really nature-themed book, outdoors-themed book, that would get them to take the series and distribute it for us. So Call of the Wild was a pretty obvious choice for us. And that's a cool name. I mean, it's, yes. that's, it's um, just, yeah, you, you, everybody wants to be part of that. And then can you survive the adventures of Sherlock Holmes? So this is cool because I wonder, like, do kids now have to learn who Sherlock Holmes is, you know? Mm -hmm. I hope not. Um, I, I guess I don't know. Uh, you know, I think yeah. Sherlock Holmes is such a fixture in in pop culture that, I would think it, that kids it, know the name. It's interesting because if you ask somebody, was Sherlock Holmes real? You can see this look on their face where they're like, oh, I don't know. Was he a yeah. real person or not? Mm -hmm. We interviewed an author who wrote about Sherlock Holmes as though he's mm -hmm. one of the characters in his historical novel, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of cool to do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Like, can, it's like carrying the torch, you know, for the character to keep living on. You yeah, know? I've read some Sherlock Holmes historical fiction. In fact, one of the one of the novels takes place, you know, twenty minutes from my house. So um, cool. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, yeah, ah. I, I I think there was a period of time when I thought Sherlock Holmes was real. Yeah, I always Why thought not? he was, and then it, then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, and then you and then it's such a disappointment to find out that it wasn't. What do you mean? <laughs> like, what? That he's not real. What do you mean? What do you mean? 
It's with these oh, friends with Santa Claus. Uh-oh, we're going to get in trouble. All right, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going back to marshmallows, man. Yeah. All right, can you survive Dracula? Come on, that is oh, cool. cool. That's, that's epic. Cool. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's probably my favorite, uh, you know, classic literature mm -hmm. work. Um, I've, I've read that book multiple times. And so mm -hmm. that was very high on my list of books to tackle. So um, mm -hmm. that, was, that was really fun. Uh, one of the challenges with that one was to, you know, well, with all of them really, is you, you have to tone down the violence, I think. Yeah. Know? At least I tried to tone down mm -hmm. the violence. So that was that was a unique problem with Dracula. Although I guess it was more of a problem with Call of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Call of the Wild is just full of animal abuse. And you mm -hmm. can't you can't cut that out and still tell the story. You know? right. So um I did try to tone them. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's still in there. In fact, I put a warning in the beginning of the book about that. Just, you know, be warned that there is some animal abuse in here and some, mm -hmm. some beloved characters are going to die along the way. So uh, hopefully the hopefully the reader isn't, uh, you know, turned off by that. But that's real life, too. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, we used to live in, in Kenya and South Africa and you'd go out and see animals. And, you know, in mm -hmm. if a kill happened with a lion's taking down an impala, you know, some people freak out and they bail. And I'm like, this is life. And we're like, cool, dude. But then at the same time, you're like, mm -hmm. save the impala. You know what I mean? It's no, like, but that's the way nature is. And so yeah. it's a very weird, and people look at you like you're weird because you'll be photographing a lion kill. But it is pretty amazing to see how the attack happens, but you can't ignore that that's what life is, right. you know? Mm -hmm. So they I, I can eat. understand that. Yeah, they have to eat, and I can understand that mm -hmm. dilemma. So, what are you working on now? I they just, have marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> no marshmallows, but I just no. finished a picture book um, about. Uh, it's about a boy uh, with Angelman syndrome, which is, um, you know, a, a, it's a developmental disorder um, that can be pretty severe. My nephew mm -hmm. has it, so mm -hmm. um, I, I wrote the book with him in mind, and it's just about a boy who goes on this imaginal imagine the imaginative fanciful adventure up into the stars and interacts with the constellations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's I want to do that. out next spring. It's called mm. Up Where the Stars Are. So I just finished that. And then cool. uh, I, I recently told Deb that I need two more manuscripts, you know, by November. So, oh, that's nice. Huh. How kind of you. Yeah. So <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> what sounds that like makes fun. I want to animate the constellations now. Yeah. Okay, so cool. What does your office look like? Do you put things like constellations? I mean, are you messy? Are you like colors everywhere? Because I feel like your mind is like, let's go play everywhere. I'm very messy. Uh, it drives my <laughs> wife crazy. But um, actually, uh, my my wall is pretty blank behind me. I just put up yeah. this black curtain about two minutes before I jumped on with you. Uh, <laughs> we just painted the basement, and the basement is going to be you know my my work area and it's starting to take shape but there's you know there's papers everywhere and there's boxes everywhere mm -hmm. and then um i also have the problem of books everywhere right now because i just got mm -hmm. a big shipment of books in so okay. those have like consumed the the living room upstairs and 
my wife is ready to move out, I think, because she's so tired Uh-oh. of the books everywhere. Uh, she's moving Uh-oh. you into the basement. Well, that's how it was when we were printing magazines. We had pallets and pallets. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the garage, there was no garage. That that was no. the magazines. And, you it know, took you, over everything, even the it, house, it does. even the living but, room. Took over but it's everything. exciting for you when you're writing. <laughs> do you do research to say, okay, does this really happen in real life or so is it like the research part or are you just going with what you what the story is? I, I do research as I need to. I, I do like to make the believable things believable. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't often get, you know, too in the weeds with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, like history and, um, you know, factual things like that. I, I, I tend to prefer mm-hmm. the more fantastical adventures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will. I will do research, you know, and especially when when you're doing a survival book. You don't want to be giving kids bad information either. You know, like Lost mm, no. was, my, you know, the first Choose Your Path book I wrote. That is based on, you know, survival advice from experts. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Because the research part is fun too. It's like, it ooh, be. you can do oh, this. Yeah, because yeah, you can find out things that you're, you know, when you're learning, you can find out, oh, we could add this in, which we didn't think of before, you know. That's cool. I like the one in the stars. Mm. That Now, do you listen to music when you write? I, I can't. <laughs> it, it's too distracting. Um, I do like to have white noise though. So a lot of times when I'm working, I'll have a fan on, or uh, you know, oh, the summertime okay. here I'll have the dehumidifier on, and it's a nice hum in the background. So um, yeah. I, I do like the white noise while I'm working. Yeah, That's I heard you, you play Baroque music. It helps. Yeah. I don't know. I might throw no, the whole Baroque thing out I, the window. That sounds really <laughs> annoying to me. I mean, I like that ding, style ding, of ding, music. Smash. But- I don't, I don't think, think I so. can think with all that going on. Uh-uh. I, I do listen to music all day. Uh, you know, I have Pandora mm-hmm. playing in the background all day while I'm working. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I'm actually writing or proofreading or editing, I have to I have to turn the music off. We proofread with accents. Because if you read it out loud at the British accent, then yeah. you have to slow down and, and think about what you're saying. And we found that that's, that's pretty... <laughs> effective no. but don't read a magazine <laughs> we, we might switch words around to be more of a british <laughs> that's that's the way to roll well congratulations on everything you're mm-hmm. doing i mean you've got this, all, this whole line of books coming out so everyone lake uh, seven creative.com is that the best place for people to connect with you for the books yep they can also go to chooseyourpathbooks.com Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's a link that will redirect them to the website, but it might be easier to remember. Chooseyourpathbooks.com. That's smart. Cool. That's a smart name. And you've got mm. a lot of sports books too. Yeah, that's um, that's something uh, we took. Our, the The business took sort of a left turn uh, about four or five years ago, and we started dabbling in sports books. And they were so successful that uh, we've just continued to do them. And uh, they, the money we bring in from the sports books actually helps us get creative and try these mm. other experimental projects. That's so cool. um, That's the, cool. the, the sports books are, are, um, are very successful. Yeah. I, I just feel like you're, you know, you could be doing board games too for your books. That would be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think my wife wants me to do any more though. Um, I know, because you have to have a buy a house so that he could put the board books. Don't tell her I said it then, but I think you should do it. That's what you need is a board book. So like the book has a board game in it. Yeah. You know, that has crossed my mind. I've thought of that before. And Mm. um, I I, I don't have the the, um, connections right now to be making board games, but maybe someday. 
Yeah, yeah. I think games yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Or just at least cards. You could do cards. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, that would be ooh. fun. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got an idea on that. Very cool. Oh, well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. I know I, I love talking with people like you because your brain, you're like one of those creative people that just dust mm. off little creativity wherever you go. Yeah. <laughs> so now now my head's in the stars somewhere, but I have an idea. So that's cool. So yeah. See, these books are not just for middle-aged kids. I mean, you you're know, right. A card game would be cool. middle-aged. Mm. I know what middle-age is. And a lot they less don't. expensive to produce. Yes. Yes. So the Wizard of Oz could be in different. Ooh, I know yeah. this is Art. fun. Pitch me your ideas and maybe we'll publish it. There you go. <laughs> so everyone, chooseyourpathbooks.com and uh, also, of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yes, yeah. thank you. It's been great talking to you.